0: Welcome to the Theatre of Others podcast. My name is Adam Markle and I'm the co-artistic director of the Theatre of Others. With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing a shutdown and re-evaluation of space and gathering, we at the Theatre of Others are thinking about what stories we need and how best we can share them. This podcast is called The Knee Conversation. These are the conversations that stray away from the topics that the Theatre of Others podcast focuses on. Inspired by the work of Robert Wilson and the structure of Einstein on the Beach, there are the key scenes, or, in our case, the key topics, and in between those scenes are what he called the knee plays. These knee conversations are the mortar of the brick that makes up The Theatre of Others. On the podcast today, joining from Melbourne, Australia, are Booty Miller, Co-Artistic Director of The Theatre of Others, and myself in Puebla, Mexico. The Theatre of Others creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purpose of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times we believe the play watches the audience the audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens and we would love to hear from you to join in this conversation go to speakpipe.com backslash theater of others again that's speakpipe.com backslash theater of others theater with an r e theater of others all one word where you can argue with us criticize us correct us if need be And be in dialogue with us. This is not a conversation that's a one-way street. We are hoping to hear back from you. We are the theater of others, and you are an other, too. This episode of the Theater of Others podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Adam. Hey, booty. How you going? You know, not too bad. Not too bad. How about yourself?
1: I'm really good. I'm really, really good. Um... And I feel like I need to put on some clothes in this closet you have me in <laughs> and just walk around my neighborhood. I have so many clothes. I think maybe part of my like daily exercise would be just to like do like a fashion show do a model in the neighborhood. Neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. your your neighbors
0: your neighbors don't know anything about you. you've been locked up for how many months, and so now they need to see you need
1: to do a fashion show for them every single day. I do. I do. Uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll walk like one one block and mm-hmm. then do a, a costume change and oh, yeah, then walk change. the same block. Yeah, yeah. Just to like mess with them. They'd be like, yeah, exactly. are they twins? Are, is it the same black guy? Uh, I can't <laughs> take it, but they're both fabulous. They, they yeah. dress so fabulously. <laughs> yeah.
0: You could do like you used to do with uh, Molly Wallace,
1: do those beautiful photos. Oh yeah oh, Molly Wallace. those were the good old days, yeah, okay, so y'all, we used to do this the, like this is how much fun we used to have at LaSalle like um, like there was a colleague of ours um uh and she uh was in the fashion department and and I used to always come in with my you know my new looks, and the fashion was always like, why are you in the theater department? why are you in the acting program? like you should definitely be in fashion, your style is just impeccable, and by the way. This is this is my shout out to Circe as well. Again, I just had a flashback. My friend Circe, who was he's in fashion at um uh at um LaSalle. And uh, Lionel, remember Lionel? Oh yeah, he's an actor now. He's a He's really an actor now. Famous actor in China. He's <laughs> a famous <laughs> Chinese actor and he's French. Yes, I know. I know. Like, that's a whole nother thing. I like, he like totally like friended me on on Instagram, and I was like, wait, you're an actor now? Oh, yeah. So, Lionel and Searsay, and this is like right after I had like um, my appendix burst, I was out of work for like a couple weeks, and like I looked like, you know, I had been starving for like, you know, years. I looked horrible. I was so skinny and sick. And I came to work the first day, and Searsay and Lionel were like, Oh my god, you look amazing. <laughs> That's right. What are you doing? Are you on a di- You look amazing. I said, um, I just I almost died because my appendix burst and I've been in the hospital for a week. They're like, whatever it is, you look amazing. It's incredible.
0: <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> I love you too. I love you both. I love you both. And yes, that and so and so like the, so fashion was always like, what he's gonna wear next, what he's gonna wear next. And so Molly Wallace, she was the one taking all my photos. So, it's like, we would, like, do these, like, fashion shoots, like, with every new outfit. And it was so much fun, you know? And it would be really nice to have Molly Wallace here in Melbourne, but she's in Perth. Mm. <laughs> so i hear we have some questions adam
0: uh we well we have one question today i'm sure we have many uh, other questions but we just don't have anybody sending us those questions which they should be sending yes. because they are listening but we have one question yes. from uh, a real uh a fan a real good fan and a real good friend of ours and somebody that uh we <laughs> we dearly dearly appreciate and and love Who is it? So, christina <gasps> Christina Pakova. Christi-
1: ah, Christina. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, she's a fabulous actor. She don't she's play. M- she never m- did play. She was yeah. like <laughs> She was like, "I'm going to be the best actor on the planet and tell me everything you know." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sure, let's let let let's listen to her question.
0: All right, so here we go. Take it away, Christina.
2: Hey guys, Pohomova Kristina here. First of all, I just want to say that I'm obsessed with your podcast. It became like a, a part of my morning ritual. And it's so, so great to be able to hear your voices again. Loving what you're doing. So I I, I have a question for you regarding actors training. I've quite recently begun to teach actors and non-actors, teaching them techniques um, that you guys taught us in Salle, that I learned throughout my career and that I find useful, interesting, and accessible um, in my own work. And I practice this technique myself. And I'm not a certified teacher. In fact, I don't have any other formal education except for, you know, acting. Yet I work as a producer, writer, director, and I run my own theater company. And I learn all these things on a job. Um Anyway, yeah. And, and, and recently I found myself teaching, which I never planned to do, quite honestly, but which... I really enjoy. So my question is, how do you feel about people like me, uh, professionally trained actors who teach others, although they don't have a formal education in pedagogy? And uh, <laughs> do we have a right at all to teach others? And how can we improve our teaching on top of, of course, going ahead uh, with master's in pedagogy, for example, which um, I personally planning to do in near future? Um, yeah, that's my question. Thank you, guys, and looking forward to hearing your answer. Take
1: care, guys. Bye. Okay, Christina, that's a really good question. And I think it's a question that people have a lot um, in this day and age because there's a lot of programs out there that are actually teaching people how to be teachers, you know, but, you know, in the, in the old days, it was, <laughs> the question was like, what constitutes you to have the authority to teach? Yeah. So, my darling what constitutes you having the authority to teach is your experience in whatever you're trying to teach and you have a lot of experience in actors training both as a student both as a and as a practitioner right mm-hmm. so you have so you teach from your experience as a student and a practitioner and then as you as you move along and you want to start working in you know academic institutions and they're asking for um certifications and degrees and paper and more paper and more paper and more paper, then you can start looking at how you want to teach. Mm-hmm. But I think the way you develop yourself as an artist and as a teacher, because, you know, um, if you can teach it, you can do it. Yeah, You know, I've always, I've always uh, been one for, People teaching acting if they want to be if they want to pursue acting. <laughs> but it, but the other thing is that uh, an actor a teacher does not make. You know you really want the if you want to be a teacher you should start teaching. I think it, I think what should happen was I, I should t- probably tell you a little anecdote and how I like you know we we talked about you know my my grandfather and how I taught him his ABCs because he was illiterate. Um, and that was my first teaching experience. But like, when I was, when I was uh, going to school at San Francisco City College, before I went to NYU, you know, I was trying to just get my grades up and 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 get the right, you know, basic um, marks for general education. And I was asked by my teacher to be a tutor, and I was like, at the, and I was like, huh? And I was like, but I'm not that good. She's like, but you're good at what you know. So as I started getting better at uh, the different skills, I would move up in the ranks of what I could what I could tutor. So I just recommend that you you teach at your skill set. You teach at your skill set, create an and create an environment where where your students feel safe and where you feel safe. And the best way you do that is to be upfront and honest with them. You know, and if you don't know something, you don't know something. Mm-hmm. But also to to trust your intuition, which you have a huge, huge intuition. You know your imagination is incredible. So that's that's going to be most of the fuel in your teaching world to begin with. You know, we know we know where we want to go, where we want to end up. But it's the students that tell us how we're going to get there. So when I arrive into a classroom, I know what the 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 boxes that need to be ticked, but I need to figure out how to engage them so that they're listening and that they're learning because if you just come at them with a lesson they'll just be like okay well i'm supposed to learn this i'm supposed to do this but they don't their bodies don't find the value in it the way that an actor finds value in what they're doing is if you meet their bodies at where they are when you enter the space and then you start to change the vibration into what you want them to learn that's my biggest, that's my biggest thing um, to offer you. And then when Adam and I start uh, doing our workshops for our teachers training, then you just come in and learn from us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so I know, I know, Christina, you're, you're teaching viewpoints in Hong Kong. And I think it's awesome. I think it's fantastic that you're doing that. And if you had only taken a viewpoints class and then tried to teach viewpoints, then I would say, yeah, that's not going to work out well, but you continually mm. came back. You had graduated and you came back to take more Viewpoints classes and take the advanced stuff with me and and uh, the, the alumni group and doing the crazy stuff with Black Zenith. So you were interested. You were you were following your interest of those things. And the thing is, mm. when I started at LaSalle in 2010, I had never really, truly taught Viewpoints before. I had done <laughs> workshops. I had done one-off things. And I had been doing – I had been uh, – working in viewpoints i had been training with the people for 11 12 13 years at that point even longer than that but i had never actually formally done an entire semester of teaching so when i first started i was only learning how to teach viewpoints
2: in the (laughs) teaching of
0: the viewpoints and so what booty was saying about being upfront and honest that's the only way that i could make it through is saying guys i know how i know how to do this together we're going to figure out how you can do this I can't give it to you. I can only provide mm. the space where you can pick up these tools and play with it. And viewpoints are that way. There is no right or wrong. There's only kind of – there's not good or bad. There's true or untrue. There's what works and what didn't work. So there's not a there's not a, a, a list of rules that you have to follow to be a viewpoints teacher. But you've been in, in it enough to know, ah, uh, they're not truthfully playing. They're not listening. They're not responding. They're, mm. not, they're not playing with the space. Is there a certification to be a viewpoints teacher? No. There's just more training <laughs> to understand that. Yeah. But in terms of actually being a teacher, if you want to actually pursue that in terms of, as Booty was saying, <laughs> going into higher education and you got to get that paper and you got to get that paper and you got to get that paper. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A teacher training isn't going to teach you how to – Teach the thing that you're teaching. It's going to teach you how to teach. Yeah, that's what teacher training is for. It's helping you yeah. understand there are different there are different ways people learn. Some people are visual yeah. learners. Some people are audio learners, kinesthetic, read, write. You know, that's that's a simple thing. But beyond yeah. that, if you're not empathetic, if you don't know what you're talking about, then the teacher training is not going to do you any good. Know what you're talking about. Be empathetic. Go further into the
1: study yourself.
0: Then go get the teacher training, and then take over the world. Yeah,
1: yeah, ex- exactly. Like we trained you to do. Yeah, to take over the world. <laughs> and you're already on. You're already. You're already on course. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your question, Christina. Send us more. Send us yeah. more. More questions. We
0: know you're listening, you, and we know you like it so much. So send us more questions. <laughs> Be like June. Just keep sending us questions. Just Keep sending us questions. We only have two fans. By the way,
1: we're, we're yeah, but like June. Um, we're, hello. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we haven't had a question in a long time. Come on, June. What's going on? <laughs> we need some 2021 questions, June. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what What else is going on, Adam? I think we have some news, don't we? We have an announcement that we are very happy
0: to make here. So an exclusive on the podcast, before you see it on Instagram, before you see it on our website, anywhere else. Uh, we're announcing our next work. We're announcing what we're <laughs> going to be doing next this year. So... The Theater of Others is seeking submissions for its upcoming audio new play festival. Mm. We are going to produce five to six audio plays each 20 to 30 minutes in length in September and October of this year, 2021. The plays, we're asking you to explore the themes of change or exchange. You explore these themes broadly examining ideas including, but not limited to, transformation, rebirth, Reparation, Purchase, or Sacrifice. If you Hmm. listen to our Universal Dramatic Actions, we were already kind of hinting at that then. So (laughs) these plays, they're going to be released on a weekly basis beginning September 2nd of this year on our podcast podcast platform. So it's going to be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Thursday slot. This slot right here, just like we have the knee conversations for the month of September and October, we're going to be releasing a new audio play every single week. And so that's going to go out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of the podcast platforms that we are on.
1: So what are we going to help them do? What, What can we do for them?
0: So if the play is chosen... The playwright or whoever is submitting is going to be responsible for their own rehearsals and production. We will provide assistance with casting if they need it, if they need to meet actors, uh, dramaturgy, uh, technical design. uh, We can help connect them with artists to round out the team. So if they need a director, if they need designers, they need actors, we're there to kind of produce. We're there to help them as much as as they want or as much as they need. If they're Mm self-sustained and they're independent and they just want to have the platform – awesome. We can do that. Yeah. If they need full kind of rounding out of everything, they've just got the great idea. That's got this great play and they don't know how to do anything else. We're there
1: to help them. Um, yeah. We're ready to assist. And who's going this- to be on board? Uh, who's, it's, who, who's on the panel? So, uh, it's you, (laughs) it's me. Yes, I'm on the panel. And you are too. And it's Stephen Galtney. So, um. Galtney, Stephen Galtney. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So Stephen is going to be helping dramaturgically. He's going to be kind of the playwright mentor. I will be the director mentor and Booty's going to be the actor mentor. If you need us for any of these things, again, we're there for what you need us for. If you don't need us, Great. If you do need us, that's what we're here to do. We're here to help produce and put up these new plays that have never been out there before. So what do you need to do? All this information is going to be on Instagram. All this information is going to be on our website. So if you don't have a pen and paper to write it down now, but I just want you to hear it so that you can hear it and then go find this information. We mm. need you to email your submission on or before March 31st of this year to info at com. The submission needs to include a name of the playwright and the working title of the play, not the finished title, but the working title of the play. If you have a director attached to it, great, include that as well. We need to see the resume of the playwright and the director, if applicable, and we need a 100 to 250-word synopsis of the play, including how it relates to the themes of change or exchange. And then tell us, in 150 to 250 words, why this play is suited for the audio play format, We say this, why is it suited? We're not trying to adapt a play that you wanted to put on stage Mm. for Mm. this. We're creating this specifically for your ears. So why
2: this Mm. medium?
0: And think about our company, you've been listening to us. Why is this medium the right medium for what you're trying to do? And what do you want the audience to do? What experience Mm. do you want the audience to have in their ears when listening to your play? We need to see a writing sample, so something that you have done, any previous play from your or your current proposed project. um, If it's a previous play, please uh, provide a little bit of synopsis about what that play is. We just want to see what your writing style is when we are choosing
1: this. We are going to. There's uh, no particular writing style that is better than another. We just want to see what your style is. Exactly.
0: Uh, All these plays are going to be announced on May 15th. And artists are going to be expected to work with us to record the productions in August for release in September and October. So you've got, you've got May, June, July, and a little bit of August to rehearse that. We'll help you do that. And again, September, October of this year is when this festival is going to happen. So I can't wait to see what we're going to get. I can't wait to see. Yeah, I'm really excited to too. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited too.
1: <laughs> this is cool. This is really cool fabulous so get to writing y'all <laughs> yeah again
0: all that information is going to be on the website uh, on Instagram as well so if uh, if you want to find out some more information about that go there uh, find that information and submit just just don't
1: even don't even uh, question yourself just submit yeah just do it yeah just submit it doesn't hurt to yeah. just submit go go that far put it in there's your yeah. provocation just put it in. And also, your other provocation is to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe.
0: That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if you have our questions uh, for us or provocations for us or anything that you want to talk to us about, you can send that to speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. I get speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. You can leave a 90 second voice message there. If you don't want to leave a voice message, you can send an email to podcast at theater of others. You can go to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You can go to our Facebook, you can go to our Instagram, you can go to our website and leave messages there for us. We're on them all the time. We're happy to engage with you any way,
1: shape, or form that we can. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Y'all, it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting year. I was gonna say good, but I didn't I don't wanna jinx myself. It's gonna be an interesting year. That's right. It's yeah. going to be an interesting year, and just prepare yourselves for all the fucking first times. Your FFTs, FFTs. You got me listening <laughs> then, to
0: her, you got me listening to Brené Brown's podcast, so I'm enjoying it. Thank you for that.
1: It's good, right? It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love her. I love her. I'm listening. And I'm look, listening if, to look, if one writing on, uh, a, well, yeah, which one? Which one? Which one? I'm
0: listening to the one on forgiveness right now. The two part <gasps> series on forgiveness.
1: Ooh, yeah. Yes, that stuff is deep, right? Yeah. Y'all need to listen to that. You need to if forgiveness is one of those things you need to work on this year let Brene Brown help you out with that one because she's good at like talking about you know her own issues with forgiveness as well you know she's 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 not like this Pollyanna going like oh, you know i've I've worked through everything and I'm perfect she's like no I'm really fucking imperfect and this is how I'm this is how I'm grappling with it that's why yeah. I love her so much she's she's real man she's real yeah. yeah 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 and if your fucking first time is writing a play let us be your FFT
0: let us help you through that. Let us be your guides. We're here. To, we're here to mentor, to support, to stand beside
1: and a little bit behind to help push you along. That's what we're here yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think I better go work on my FFT. <laughs> <laughs> go Whatever that may that be. Go finish up that writing. Oh I yeah. Know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rutledge. It's it's worth it. It's worth it. (laughs) Hi-yo. Hi-yo. Well, you go have fun with your life, Adam. And I have fun with my life. And everyone else have fun with your lives. And we'll see you all soon. (laughs) Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Theatre Brothers Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theaterbrothers.org, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. A special thank you to Purple Planet for the music you've heard. The Theatre Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purposes of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and time. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary, and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task and requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? Be sure to tune in next week for our next journey.